When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the podcast, we explore Samus's last mission from the Galactic Federation. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and lore behind some of our favorite video game universes. I'm your host, Neil. And I'm Lawrence. And today, we're talking about Metroid 4. 1v. Metroid Fusion. The last game, chronologically, in the franchise. And honestly, one of my favorite Metroid games today. Why is that, Lawrence? Because... Just everything, like everything is uh, kind of revamped from Samus to her suit uh, to the enemies. There's a lot of cool callbacks. Uh, there's a lot of great reveals. Mm-hmm. It's just like, honestly, one of the most exciting Metroid games that they've come out with, in my opinion. You know, and I would agree with that, frankly. Like, it's such a, it's such a fresh feeling game in the contrast to Zero Mission or Super Metroid, and especially Metroid 2, where... We have narrative now. Like we we haven't had that in a Metroid game before. We maybe had like five minutes in the opening, like, okay, here's why we're here. Like, go kill some Metroids or space pirates or what have you. But now, like, there is a whole space opera happening, more or less. Right. Like I'm not running around in a cave mindlessly with the uh, terrible like noise torture. Just trying to kill Metroid for no reason. <laughs> it's like a refresher because I remember in the like the beginning of the game, you know, the events happen to Samus and she wakes up with a new suit. She mentions that like I was born uh, reborn again. And I feel like that's kind of the theme of this entire game. Absolutely. And what a cool line. Like we never get to hear her thoughts. And that's the first thing she's saying. Like, that's rad. Mm hmm. To give like a brief refresher on the game, uh, just because the beginning moves so fast, it actually starts with Samus on a job. She's a bodyguard and escort to the Biologic Space Laboratories research team. This research team is on the planet of SR388, the home planet of the Metroids, and they're there because you eradicated them all the way back in Metroid 2. While there, there's a creature called a horn toad. It's a little frog guy, kind of cute looking. (laughs) It looks a little weird now, and it attacks Samus. Turns out this was the ex-parasite, the natural enemy of uh, the Metroid, or rather what the Metroid was created to destroy, as we found out in the Metroid 2 uh, remake. So Samus is attacked by the ex-parasite, her gunship crashes, and her suit gets surgically removed. Now, this happens at the Galactic Federation headquarters and not the BSL, like the game kind of sort of shows. Uh, Yeah. And so she gets saved by the baby Metroid again because the scientists, they have 
a cell culture of the baby Metroid. They make a cure for her because the ex-parasite is destroying her uh, vitals, basically. It's in her ner- central nervous system. Um, and I know I always say, oh, we're not going to talk about Other M, whatever. Other M runs analog to this game. It's basically 3D Metroid Fusion. This isn't the first time the Federation is touching your power suit without your consent. It's not the first time they have something from the baby Metroid. In Other M, they scraped the baby Metroid off of your suit, and now they're removing your suit and putting the baby Metroid into you. Right. It sounds a little bad. I don't know. And I think it's also, um, since we talked about like removing the suit, I think it's also important to mention that the reason why they had to remove the suit is because it was so heavily integrated into like her physical being. And so like the organic compounds of her suit were being infected and like the ex parasite kind of used her suit as the like, you know, pathway into her nervous system. Yeah. Like there, I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's a life support system and it's in it. It's in her. So her suit gets removed. She now has Metroid DNA and she gets a new mission from the Galactic Federation while she's there because while all this is going on, there's an explosion at the biologic space laboratory, which we're going to call the BSL. It's, uh, it's the floating space station in a hollowed out asteroid. So she's now under orders from a computerized commanding officer on her new ship that she has because when the ex-parasite attacked her, she lost consciousness and her ship crashed. And that iconic orange ship is now gone. And with this, she's got this purple mosquito looking <laughs> thing, basically. Right. Right. Which, I mean, yeah, you, you have a new suit, you have a new ship, you have a new job. It's a lot. It's a big departure from the series so far. Right. And, you know, you even get to hear a lot of her her thoughts about about these things where she's like, I'm not super happy about having to take orders from somebody, but I'll just play along for right now. Yeah. And we, we've never seen her taking orders. We're always alone on a job. You know, you were alone on Zebus. You were alone on SR388. You were alone on Zebus again. And now you're in this completely manufactured place with a government uh, bureaucrat telling you what to do, basically. Right. And I mean, you referenced like other M and, you know, I, I did some research on the game and it's funny because like part of Samus's backstory, I feel like, you know, the time that she spent in the, the uh, Galactic Federation taking orders, uh, she started to realize that some of the orders that were given to her, she couldn't agree with. And I think this kind of shapes her whole like kind of lone sold like lone warrior, lone wolf type of uh, type of character that she, or personality that she's developed. Yeah, I mean, she's now out of her element. She she doesn't have her free agency she had on Zebus, you know. And uh, again, it's kind of like other around. Like, she's in a place where human beings might still be alive after an attack. So she needs to go find survivors and not let shit blow up even further. <laughs> right. She ha- which is normally her MO. She just blasts everything. Or at least your my MO when I play these games. Yeah, she has like an affinity for these like broken down secret galactic federation or science facilities where some shit goes down i feel like that's like the only job that she gets yeah and like it's so bizarre once you actually get to the bsl because the first kind of enemies you see are 
the research assistants, like kind of like zombified, like destroyed by the ex parasite looking terrible. And they just melt when you shoot them. Like it's already a very alien territory and an alien kind of enemy. Uh, right. I mean, it's a game about aliens, but it's, it's still a very foreign enemy. Something you've never seen before. Right. Cause the ex parasite, it's pretty much like multiplies inside of the host and then takes over the body. And then kind of uses it, right? Yeah, that or... uh, So, my understanding is a little unclear, but the concept is the same. It's either they're taking over or they're mimicking. Okay. I feel... I I think mimicking, just based off of how you shoot something, instead of it, like, collapsing to the floor, disintegrating, it becomes the ex-parasite. So, they kind of, like, create a new... They use the host to copy and, like, create a, a better body. A body that they can control. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, obviously, mechanically in the game, because there's no, like, little energy spheres or anything, like, you absorb the X-Parasite. You do this because of the Metroid DNA that just saved your life. As the Metroids were natural predators, you can handle absorbing them. Which, is Samus part Metroid now? (laughs) Like, it's very unclear, because you don't see her without the suit, but has she been, like, changed in any way, shape, or form? I feel like because, yeah, she did say that when they were like removing the suit drastically altered her physical appearance. And I don't know if they were just focusing in on the suit or if like, you know, something else has changed inside of Samus. You at least see her with her helmet off and it's fine. The only like real thing that happens is she has the kind of uh, the Metroid talons coming off of her forearms. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's the only physical thing I've seen that changed. Right, which they wouldn't go and, like, add parts to her suit. They were just trying to save her life. Right. And I think the other thing that's kind of strange is that, you know, they made a cure, essentially, for, the for like, the virus, the ex-parasite that was inside her. But it seems like more than a cure because not only did it, like, it, you know, it removed the ex-parasite, but it also gave her, like, a complete and total immunity to it. Yeah, so... She can absorb the ex-parasite. Like the Metroids themselves, she's now vulnerable to the cold. She can't use her ice beam. That's why later in the game she can use ice missiles as a launchable projectile, but she can't handle the the cold energy and the arm cannon itself. And again, like the Metroids, she's now the ex's predator. She's hunting them down and absorbing them, just like the Metroids would suck out their life energy on SR388. Yeah. And beyond this, so like you said earlier, she refers to herself as being reborn as something different. She's a human who has Chozo blood running in her and Metroid DNA. So, I mean, what what does this make her? I mean, even uh, later in the game, and we'll talk about it in a minute, a certain enemy tries to freeze you and use missiles on you just like you would to a Metroid. Like, I, I want to know if this is going to have future implications if we ever get a Metroid 5. Which I really hope. God, I want it so bad. But you know what? I I feel like this does make her part Metroid now. I mean, she's she's able to, you know, use the ice missiles, but like she's still also susceptible to um, like the frozen temperature. So she's like acquired their same weakness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Being on the BSL, which has six different environments just to see how these creatures uh operate so they can study them she can't be in that room full of ice she'll flat out and get destroyed would you say that this also makes her like inherently more chozo at the same time hmm i feel like 
I have two points I want to say. First, a little unrelated, Samus is now the the last Metroid. She is the last Metroid in captivity, stuck on this research station right now, which I just think is super interesting. Second, she seems like a culmination of the Chozo's history right now. She has the power suit. She has what's left of the Metroids that basically were the reason they're wiped out. She's she's walking history. That's fascinating. And she's a like what appears to be like a non genetically modified Metroid. So she's actually using like a a natural, I guess a natural Metroid DNA. Unlike the other M, where they were like the Metroid are, you know, we've gotten rid of, we've weaponized them and gotten rid of that weakness that they've had. She seems to still have it. Right. We interrupt this podcast for a preview for a different podcast. I'm Bruce, a regular contributor to Lore Party. In the unforgiving world of the gods, there is an endless, vicious cycle of fathers killing sons, brothers killing brothers, and sons killing mothers. But Kratos, the ghost of Sparta, looks to end that cycle with his son Atreus as they journey through the various realms of the Norse pantheon. Tune into our God of War episodes where my co-host Abu and I discuss the latest installment in the God of War series from 2018 and the insightful ways the game creates more depth in a beloved franchise. Just check out our lore party feed and search God of War. It should be easy to find. We now continue your regularly scheduled podcast. So we know Samus's whole deal right now, but we know what's going on with the X, but the reason we're on the ship, we're on the BSL because of an explosion. And when it's revealed that the explosion was because of Samus, it's, it, it's crazy. And when I say Samus, I mean Samus's power suit from Super Metroid. What happened was when the X parasite infiltrated Samus's suit, it copied the organic components of her and the suit. Your new enemy is you from Super Metroid at your most powerful. It has power bombs. It has super missiles. It has the ice beam, which now you cannot withstand. And it is stalking you on the ship. And the craziest thing is for like a, you know, a creature that's appearing in the wild that was like hunted. This is like it's kind of tipping the scales back because it's giving it the ability to destroy the creatures that we're able to destroy it because now it's able to use their own weakness against them. So it's literally a case of the like, you know, hunter becoming the hunted. Absolutely. And it's cool. It's like a really cool aspect to it because like, like you said, it appears at full power. You're basically your own worst enemy. All of those like abilities that you, you know, acquired to complete that mission and eradicate the Metroid like you're pretty much reaping what you sow in this 100%. game. A hundred percent. That's one of the many reasons why I really like it. The first time you see yourself as the ex-parasite and it's just got those like soulless, pupilless eyes like glaring at you through the suit. That's like so crazy. It's your face through it. Just a transfigured version of you. And Samus is never, there's no game you've been hunted down in before. Like maybe, I mean, maybe zero mission in like the, the post game, but you're actively stealthily trying to avoid this thing because you know, you will die. And this, this X parasite will spread across the galaxy. Right. And you can't take it on until the Galactic Federation develops weapons that you can use. 
which is a pretty interesting aspect of this game also because it kind of it, it plays into a lot of different things because you find out that you can actually absorb different abilities from X parasites but at the same time there are certain weapons that you need to be able to take on this new foe but it's up to the Galactic Federation yeah, you've never, I mean, previously you've just gone and found these Chozo artifacts. Now they're downloading missiles, like missile data to your suit. You're you're taking pieces and parts of what's around you. You've never had this kind of uh, free agency to integrate stuff into your suit before. It's always been like, I don't know, kind of a, like a ceremonial thing. Like you you go up to the Chozo statue, it has its gift for you. Now it's just like, oh, cool, I have diffusion missiles, whatever that means, great. Like, anything that can help, you're going to take it. Right. And then, and like, having to rely on the Galactic Federation, you know that that's not normally the best route. Right. Because they always seem to have another angle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a whole government. They They have their own agenda. And just knowing that this game is based off of the Alien franchise, uh... It, the Galactic Federation is basically the Whalen Corporation. It's they, you know, they wanted to research Metroids before, and you know it wasn't for anything good, especially as Other M taught us. Which, frankly, the next part of this episode, we're going to take a look at that kind of stuff. We're going to see what the Galactic Federation is up to. We're going to see why they why they care so much about the Metroids, and it's it's really fascinating stuff. So. Speaking of uh, the Federation telling Samus what she needs to do, she has a lot of restrictions herself, you know? She doesn't really know where she is. She has a computer guiding her through it. She doesn't have her weapons, taking orders from a CO, and she, she has to take this job because the Galactic Federation told her to do it, and they just saved her goddamn life. And not to mention that she can't even fight the enemy that she's there to technically defeat. Right. So you're just hiding around on this ship, biding your time, trying to figure a way out. And honestly, I don't think you could do it without uh, without the CEO on the ship. He's the one controlling all the locks. He's the one telling you where to go and what to do. And you would be dead in the water without him. Yeah. And he's even uh, the one who is telling you to like wait for Federation HQ to complete the plasma beam so you can actually fight the ex-parasite Samus. Um and yeah, so I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned that the um like the restrictions that she has um and even having to like take orders from her ship. Yeah. I mean, there's there's security clearances. We've never had a game we've never had a Metroid game where you're like, "Oh, you can't go into uh sector 3 because it needs level 2 security clearance or whatever." You know, you in Super Metroid, you just walked in and blasted your way through. Yeah, and it just shows like the like that Samus is really has been stripped of everything in this game and is starting over completely. Like that whole theme of rebirth. Yeah. It's, I mean, she's basically going through her own Metroid life cycle right now. She's going to slowly get stronger in this environment. Yeah, because even when you see the um, ex-parasite Samus, if it can't get through an area, it just blows it up. Right, which is exactly what you used to do. Except in this game, there is one area you can't quite blow your way through, and that is the restricted area. I think this is a good place to stop and pick up 
on the next episode when we talk about what exactly is inside the restricted area and what makes it so gosh darn restricted. Oh yeah, that's going to be interesting. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning in and being part of the show. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter at lore underscore party and leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.